Hello and welcome. It's great to have you with us here on Search for Truth. This is your Bible study programme, of course, with your Bible teacher, Brian Johnston. Today's the final talk in this series about great spiritual movements, and Brian looks for the final time at the downfall of Satan. This time the talk's called The Endless End. But in the meantime, if you have your Bible to hand, we'll be reading extracts from the book of Revelation again today. So, if you're ready, we'll go to Brian. Thanks, John. Our study has been tracing the various stages of God's dealing with Satan. We've seen how God is bringing about Satan's downfall in definite stages. So far, in our exploration of this topic, we've reviewed how Satan lost his original role. He'd been created to be the anointed cherub that covered, a highly honoured position of favoured responsibility close to God in his service. But an all-consuming pride arising from within himself left Satan wanting even more. The Bible says unrighteousness was found in him. That's what the prophet Ezekiel tells us. And this powerful being, Lucifer, Satan, began to entertain ideas above his station. Despite enjoying the highest office in the angelic realm, he was envious of God's status and desired to exalt his throne higher than God's. Being conscious of his beauty led him to corrupt himself and so led to his downfall. But his downfall, as we've been charting in Scripture, was not a freefall. It took place in definite stages. In God's sovereign overruling and to effect his purposes throughout creation, with human redemption ultimately in view, God planned a staged downfall for Satan. This makes the point very clear that although Satan is certainly powerful, it's only within the limits that God imposes on him. So to begin with, and until now, Satan lost his once favoured position of nearness to God, but has not been denied all access. In the Bible story of Job, we read of how Satan was still at that time included in the angelic councils, at which Job's life on earth was a topic of discussion in the realms above. This would seem to remain the case throughout this entire age of grace, for we read that he criticises the followers of Jesus Christ before God's presence. But the time is coming when all Christians will be taken away, away from this world or out of this world altogether, this happens at the return of Christ. Shortly after that, Satan will be thrown out of heaven itself. As a result of this expulsion, this world becomes even more troubled. For Satan goes down to earth in a rage and stirs up furious anti-Semitism. At the same time, God's judgments rock the planet. All this is set out in the last book of the Bible, of course, the book of Revelation, from chapter 6 through chapter 18. After the famous campaign, widely known as the Battle of Armageddon, Satan is further removed from the earth also this time. In other words, it's as if his downward journey continues a stage further. Let's check that out now from Revelation, this time chapter 20, and reading from verse 1. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, holding the key of the abyss, and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of the dragon, the serpent of old, 
who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And he threw him into the abyss, and shut it, and sealed it over him, so that he would not deceive the nations any longer, until the thousand years were completed. After these things he must be released for a short time. There's mention there of a thousand years. That's when in the future Jesus Christ will take his power and rule over the remaining nations of this earth, after they've been judged upon Christ's return to earth. Those who've died in a right standing with God will be raised for this 1,000-year reign. But it's not yet the time for the final judgment for all people. In the so-called Lord's Prayer, we find the words, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth, as it is in heaven. This time we're describing will be the time when these words apply. There will be peace on earth in those days. Not only will Christ's presence be known, but Satan's absence will make an appreciable difference. The deceiver of the nations will be kept out of the way for the 1,000 years. But this good state of affairs will come to an end, for this is not yet the final and perfect shape of things to come. At the end of the 1,000 years, God permits Satan to be released from his prison in the bottomless pit. He's then allowed to show his final, contemptuous disregard for God's goodness. He leads a final revolt against the rule of Christ. Only when this is swept aside is Satan finally banished to his ultimate destiny in the lake of fire. The Lord Jesus Christ, while here on earth, described the lake of fire as having been prepared for Satan and for his angels. But Satan is deceptive, and it's his fiendish purpose to take with him as many from the human race as he can. I think we should read more of Revelation chapter 20 as the authority for these things that we're saying. Reading now from verse 4 of Revelation chapter 20. Then John says, I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony of Jesus, and because of the word of God, and those who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received the mark on their forehead or on their hand, and they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were completed. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is the one who has a part in the first resurrection. Over these, the second death has no power but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. When the thousand years are completed, Satan will be released from his prison and will come out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together for the war. The number of them is like the sand of the seashore. And they came up on the broad plain of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city, and fire came down from heaven and devoured them. And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are also, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. How solemn! 
to think of such things. Here we have the final, eternal end of Satan's fall. His fate will be shared with those angels who fell into rebellion with him. Two humans are mentioned, namely the beast or Antichrist and his close ally, the false prophet, a corrupt religious leader yet to emerge on earth. Sadly, they will not be the only humans sharing that tragic and enduring doom in the place of endless loss. Right now, Satan is actively blinding the minds of the unbelieving to prevent them from understanding God's offer of pardon. I'm reminded of the story of a man by the name of Wilson. This drama unfolded in the United States back in the time of the presidency of Andrew Jackson, around the year 1829, if I'm not mistaken. Wilson, along with others, had raided a United States mail train. But the operation had not gone to plan, and an official on the mail train had been killed. The gang were caught and brought to justice. Wilson was sentenced to death for his part in the operation. However, it turned out that he'd some pretty influential friends, and they made an appeal to the president. And the president signed a pardon for Wilson. But the twist on the story is that Wilson, for whatever reason, refused to accept the pardon that had been granted to him. And so the day came for the execution to take place, and the sheriff didn't know what he was supposed to do. The man had been pardoned, Wilson had been pardoned, but he'd refused to accept it. The Supreme Court had to be asked to give a decision, and the judge declared that a pardon, even if signed by the President of the United States, was still only a piece of paper if it was rejected by the intended recipient. In the end, Wilson was indeed executed. His death would appear to have been avoidable, but he stubbornly refused to take the pardon that was on offer. The Bible prophet Isaiah wrote about God's willingness to pardon us and to pardon us abundantly, he says in Isaiah chapter 55. But over against that, Satan blinds our minds and makes us unwilling to receive God's gracious pardon. How will your life story end? When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more And the morning breaks eternal bright and fair When the saved of earth shall gather over on the other shore And the roll is called up yonder I'll be there Yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. 
The book which accompanies this series is called Great Spiritual Movements, and it contains the transcripts of all nine talks. It's available on request, and if you'd like a copy, just write in by post or by email. I'll be giving you the contact details shortly if you have a pen and paper to hand, but I must tell you as well that the talk you've heard today is also available to download via the internet, and you can have it in audio or in text format. So you can listen or you can read it. But to obtain the book, simply ask for Great Spiritual Movements. If you can do this, write in by email or by post, and here's our address. Search for Truth, Hayes Press, The Barn, Flaxlands, Royal Wood and Bassett, Swindon, SN4, 8DY UK. Our email address is sft at churchesofgod.info. You may be interested to know as well that you can listen again to many of these broadcasts off air, that is by audio podcast or MP3 versions. If you go to searchfortruth.podbean.com, you can browse the list of previous talks, which you'll see has been sorted into categories to assist you to find what you're looking for. And you might be interested to know as well that many titles of Search for Truth transcript booklets have been turned into ebooks and are available at amazon.co.uk forward slash Kindle hyphen ebooks. And when you're in the Kindle store, type Search for Truth Brian Johnston into the field and there you'll find them. Many thanks for your company today. I hope you enjoyed the talk and those of the series if you've been following week by week. Please join us next week, if you can, for the start of a new study series called Take Your Marks, Gospel, and it promises to be a valuable study. But until then, it's very best wishes again from our Bible teacher, Brian, our studio producer, David, our singers and me, John. So cheerio and may God richly bless you. All who trust in Christ the Saviour, who for sin is bled and died, all the sins and all the judgments for to bear. When the morn of glory breaks and the saints of glory fight, and the roll is called up yonder where we bear. When the roll, when the roll is called up yonder.